Hi everyone and welcome back to the 242 podcast. In this episode I'm going to reflect on the first two weeks for the Jupiter Pro League. We've seen some crazy results, we see some underperforming teams, so I'm going to talk about that. Some tra outgoing transfers we've seen, some potential upcoming transfers um, and just what comes to mind. So before I start, if you like these episodes, make sure to subscribe to the podcast. And I also want to remind everyone that I have a Patreon page set up. So if you want to support the channel or if you want the best information I can give you about the Jupiter Pro League on a weekly basis, make sure to check out the Patreon page. Uh, it's 242SoRare, uh, so patreon.com slash 242SoRare and you'll find all the information there. Or if you have any more questions, you can find me at 242SoRare on Twitter as well. So if you have any more questions, just reach out and I'm happy to answer any of your questions. So let's take a look at the current table. Um, there are some teams that are definitely going to drop off. I cannot imagine that some teams are going to stay uh, or stay this course. So as it stands right before game week three, we have Kortrek. He's the only team that uh, has the maximum of the points still. So only, after only two game weeks, there's only one team remaining that uh, has the, the full points. Uh, we have Schallerwey second, Club Brugge third. Standard fourth, Circulabria fifth, and Sintrada sixth. So from uh, team two to six, they all have four points as they all drew once and they won once. Um, and then you have some very interesting teams at the bottom. So we have Henk that only has one point out of two games. We have Hint only one point out of two games. Um, Beerschot one point out of two games, Anderlicht one point out of two games, and there's only one team basically that has zero points, and that's Antwerp. Antwerp, that was dubbed one of the favorites this season, and still is expected to do great things this season, uh, is dead last after losing two games. Uh, first, they lost against um, Kave Mechela, 3-2. Uh, uh, they went 2-0 up and everyone thought the game was played and then they still lost 3-2. And then last week they lost their first home game of the season against Kortrak. Kortrak, as we said, is, is first as the only team having the maximum points. Um, and I think the big issue for this Antwerp team is that they lost their uh, more experienced players in Refailov and the Emirsi and Bokani. They brought in a bunch of replacements. Um... And they're still lacking some experienced players, especially from the back. They got Kuriana back uh, in, at left-back position, but he's yeah pretty fragile, I would say. Uh, so they are waiting for Björn Engels to come back. They also have Balikwicha, who should return pretty, sh uh, pretty soon. Uh, if it's not this week, I expect him to be back the week after. Um, and yeah, they, they, they just lack some, some more experienced players. Um, they're in the works of bringing Sam Vines from Colorado. He's an upcoming left wing back, and I think that's the uh, the the one they need to to uh, cement that left side. So, um, yeah, there's going to be some movement as well, as I expect Buta to be leaving to Celtic. Uh, there's been a lot of talks about that, uh, but I'm going to talk about that uh, later on. Um, interesting points as well. Uh, Shadarwa is back at, at, on top. Uh, I expect them to have a, a much better season compared to last year. Last year was was just a complete mess. Uh, they kind of gave up towards the end of the season as well. At, at least it, that's what it looked like. 
um, but they were able to keep most of their um, uh, the best players, so that's that's always a good thing. Um, one team that's really exciting at the moment is Union. Uh, it's a, a super super inexperienced team in, at the first level or the first division. Uh, but they do have very quality players. They all have young, exciting players. And I think that's what gives them strength. They have a very good coach. And right now they play uh, not really unexperienced, but they play just uh, from being enthusiastic. They play from just the inexperience. And that can help sometimes too. Sometimes teams that have a lot of experience overthink things or try to overcomplicate it. Um, and that's the complete opposite with Union. Union just cares about attacking and plays uh, week to week. Don't really care about the future as they try to move uh, ahead one week at a time. So it's it's awesome to see that they um, already seventh. They did lose. They did lose last time out, uh, but they only lost one nil to Club Brugge. So I think that's a great performance. Um, so yeah, not really something to be mad about. Uh, and as expected, Ostende. They're currently. Th- Tent and I expect them to finish anywhere there this season. Um, they scored four goals, which is the the joint most, and they also conceded six goals, which is the most in the league at the moment. I think this is going to be some kind of Atalanta team. Uh, a lot of attacking, uh, not much of defending, or uh, Leipzig kind of style as well. A lot of attacking going forward, uh, but defending is not really in their textbook at the moment as they also lost a lot of their uh, first team players that they um, relied on last season. So I, I think this is going to be a very exciting team to watch. A lot of attack, less less defending. Um, I think it's going to be the same with Leuven. Uh, a lot of attack, not really much of defense. Um, and yeah, teams like Hink, Gent, Beerschot, Anderlecht and Antwerp, that is like dead loss right now. I think they're going to bounce back, but obviously I'm not sure. Um, Hink lost, uh, drew their first game against Sandar, and I think they should have won that game. Uh, then they lost to Ostende in that 3-4 cracker. It was an absolute great game to watch. Uh, but if you um, lead two times and you give two leads away and then even lose the game, yeah, that's, that's worrisome. Uh, they have to work on their... Um, standard situations uh, corners free kicks because i think they conceded three out of the four goals because of that uh they also lost against Shakhtar in the midweek so they need some kind of form going they got Torsfeld back if i'm not mistaken so um yeah they need they need some players to come back and they need just need to get their structure again for nick uh, like last season um it's also a big question mark if Onuachu is actually going to stay. I, I really believe that he's going to leave as he has no real reason to stay. Um, so talking about transfers, I made a um, post or I made a uh, Patreon-only uh, post uh, about five players who might still leave their clubs. Um, so I'll, I'll share it with you guys. So the first on the list was... As I said before, Aurelio Buta from Antwerp. He's an excellent right wing back, and there was already plenty of reports saying that Antwerp has the intention to sell him. Um, now, according to the latest news, Celtic is extremely interested and are willing to make a deal uh, to sign the Portuguese defender. I don't think it's going to take too much longer uh, after this podcast get released that he's actually going there. Uh, Celtic does need some defensive options, and Buta is a great option as an attacking uh, defender or attacking win back 
So I think he he's uh, likely going to leave. If he ends up leaving, I think Yala Batai is going to take his spot. I think that was the original plan as well when they brought or uh, when they bought Yala Batai that he was going to replace Buta. If he ends up leaving, I think that's going to be very close right now. Next on the list is Paul Onowachu from Hink. It's almost unimaginable that Onowachu is going to stay at Hink after his performance of last season. He scored again against Shakhtar, so that's gonna definitely going to help his, his price. Um, his value right now is on transfer market is going to be anywhere around 20 million. I think Hink wants a 30 or 35 million. Are they going to list him for that to receive like 25, uh, between 25 and 30? Um, so I think he will leave uh, Hink still this month. So that's going to be a transfer that's going to be very close. Next up, <laughs> I, I had a lot of people asking me about this. Didier Lamcalze from Antwerp. Um, if you kind of follow the Jupiter Pro League, you, you definitely heard about this guy. He's such a great and talented player, but he lacks the uh, the mentality uh, to stay um, to stay coarse. Uh, I think he, he will leave. I'm not really sure where or what kind of team wants to pick him up. Um, there were reports of him not being able to play with the team. Um, I saw him walk to training as well in his training kit and I know that he's uh is well, well welcome welcomed back in the in the um in the training so it's it's gonna be interesting to see where he ends up i don't see him stay at antwerp as i don't think he has a future there uh, so that's gonna be an interesting uh, case to follow as well uh, I had Roman Yerenchuk from Hint. Well, he, he ended up leaving and signing for Benfica, so that transfer already went through. Um, he had two options, I think, and he chose for uh, Benfica. Great for him, so it's going to be uh, interesting to see if he can keep his scoring uh, boots on because he scored, he was just too good for the Jupiter Pro League. You, you saw it. He had a great um, campaign with Ukraine in the Euros as well, so it's good to see him move. And then the last and but not least, uh, Suzuki from Sintrada. Another one of these players that are not part of their team selection. He wanted to move out of the Pro League and decided not to play to avoid getting injured right before potential move. I think uh, Sintrada wants a, a 5 million um, euro deal for the Japanese striker to get out of depth but also attract a new forward. So I've not uh, seen any more reports on this, uh, on, on Suzuki. So... I think he will remain out for Sintrada. I will not play just as I said to uh, make sure he doesn't get injured. Um, so yeah, that's that's where we are right now. Um, let me also uh, give you my results for the first two game weeks that uh, we've seen in the Jupiter Pro League. So my plan, as I told you before the season started, was to get a uh, lineup for uh, Challenger Europe, but also for Global All-Star Division 4. Um, because I still need some competitions to return as the, uh, for example, the uh, Eredivisie, Divisie. Uh, and we're going to have the Portuguese Division or the Portuguese League come back as well. Um, my first week was uh, unfortunate that I had um, my goalkeeper basically getting cancelled. Um, it was the whole Birchkot situation with Circle Brugge that they had to cancel uh, their game because of bad weather. And then um, they didn't include the score for the game week. So I had a DMP for my goalie, which caused me missing out of the major thresholds and potentially a card. 
Um, and then in the second week, I had my midfielder DMP. Um, it was a starter. He's normally the captain of his team as well. Uh, and he just wasn't including the team. So it's, again, I missed out on, on another reward potentially because of a DMP. And this also shows you the importance of not having DMPs. It's so easy. Uh, it sounds easy to get five players uh, in your team um, where you expect them to play, but you never know. So I think DMPs is going to uh, be super important to watch. Uh, just make sure you double-check, triple-check, quadruple-check your lineup before, um, before sending it in or before locking it in bef because... I think DMP is going to kill a lot of people this season and it's it's so stupid um, to lose out on, on money or rewards just because you didn't double check if a player actually plays or if the team had a midweek fixture and he was rested that uh, players might come back into the team or that players before him uh, got injured and he's just a replacement. So it's, it's interesting and you need to really um, be on top of everything of all your players and the players around them. Uh, so that's basically um, what happened in my first two weeks. So I did hit the first thresholds in both times. So I did get some money or I did get something back. But at the end of the day, we all play for the main threshold as a minimum. And then we move forward. Uh, the last thing I wanted to talk to you guys about is the change of my club. I sold most of my Asian players as uh, DMPs over there in rotation are just crazy. I didn't want to deal with all that uh, crazy rotation and players getting kicked out of the team for no reason or no obvious reasons because it's also super hard to get the right information. So I sold most of my um, Asian players. So in return, I bought uh, Omar Govea from Zoltovarium and Jean-Luc Dompe from Zoltovarium. I think those two guys can uh, form a good connection this season. Um, Dompe looks like he's going to be the starter as well with Vossa and uh, Gano up front. And then Omar Govea, he's been, he's been very good as a midfielder uh, last season and I expect him to continue his form this season. Uh, I also still have Rein Zanussi from uh, uh, Beerschot. Um, I always put him on for sale. If I get the right price, I will sell him. If it doesn't get sold, I will use him. Because Ryan Zanussi right now is injured for anywhere between uh, four and six weeks. He's already out for two, so he still has two to four weeks to go. Uh, but normally he would be that main anchor in the midfield. He's a defensive midfielder and that's something Beerschot definitely need right now. They have been lacking goals left, right and center and their defense or their midfield isn't as structured as it used to be with Zanussi in the team. So um, I, I expect him to come back and come back into the team straight away because they really need him. He's been, he's been there for a very long time and he's very important to the team. Uh, and then I'm waiting for, for other competitions to return. Um, so yeah, this is basically where I'm at right now. Uh, I cannot wait for uh, to put in more than one lineup as it's always better to have more than one lineup. Also with quality. Um, I think I already talked about quality versus quantity. Uh, but yeah, I cannot wait for more competitions to return and also uh, to see the new cards. I'm very excited to see the new cards. They've already been adding cards from the uh, Russian League. Uh, we also just had the announcement that the uh, Austrian League was added. So uh, a lot of people will probably make uh, 
content around uh, doing some dinging in those competitions. I'm not really familiar with the Austrian league anyway, so I'm not. I'm gonna <laughs> let it. Uh, let other people do that. But uh, yeah, this was basically it. Just to give you guys an update. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And if you did, make sure to subscribe to the podcast. Also check out my Patreon page and uh, Twitter. Uh, but for now, this was it. I hope you guys have an amazing day. And I wish you all the best of luck for the upcoming game week. See you in the next episode.